This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Nugent Hopkins wins accuracy shooting, hit the four targets in 9.31 seconds, edging out McDavid, who hit the four targets in 9.81 seconds. They are now going to do hardest shot, which is uh, always a fun one. I'll keep an eye on that for you. Canada winning 11-2 at the World Juniors over Germany. Slovakia upsetting the United States 6-3. NHL late in the third, Lightning in control against the Canadians, up 4-0. 14 minutes left in New Jersey. Bruins with a 1-0 lead on the Devils. The Penguins are leading the Red Wings 4-2 with 14 minutes left. Calgary at Seattle later. Golden Knights at Ducks later. Oilers in Seattle on Friday. It's on 6.30 show, of course. 6 o'clock for the face-off show, and the game will start at 8. Uh, so they got the hardest shot. Then I believe there's, uh, I think it's a shootout competition, and then there's something called the Rough Rough Relay at the end. Rough Rough R-U-F-F. Apparently, there are going to be dogs on the ice with the Oilers players. I, I'm not making that up. I don't know how it's going to work. Apparently, some sort of uh, relay involving dogs. So, uh, yeah, speaking of how I don't know how you feel about something, I guess th that would be in that category. 780 <laughs> uh, The hotline, of course, is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Uh, get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S. You can email the show inside sports at 630chat.com. Do we have uh, our guest here? Nothing yet. I'm still trying. Okay. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get him. We got a guy I always like talking to coming up here on, uh, on the show. Yeah. World Juniors today, 11 2. Uh, big blowout game. Rob and I uh, watched yesterday as well. So they, uh, the games can get a little out of hand sometimes. I, I love the World Juniors. Canada's always competitive. I mean, it's rare we, we aren't playing for a medal of, of, of some sort of color. The, the field is, is deeper than it used to be. Uh, and like I said, there was an upset today with the United States. Those happen more often, but you still sometimes get these blowout games. I, I asked Rob about it yesterday, and he said, well, they, they're still getting the experience of playing in the tournament, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, even though, yeah, I mean, Canada pounded them today, so... What do you get out of that game? Well, you get a win, I guess. You get a closer, a little bit closer towards maybe winning a, a gold medal. But it's still not the tournament with the, the deepest field. I mean, I think we got to be honest there. I know it's exciting for Canadian fans and see players maybe you watched in junior who have been drafted by your team get a bunch of points and stuff like that. But uh, a game like this isn't overly compelling. Anyway, we got, okay, they're doing hardest shot here. So this is, this is one of the more fun ones 
I think. So they have the puck right between the two hash marks closest to the blue line, so right in the mid-slot, and the player gets to just take a run at it and, uh, and drill it. Philip Broberg's going to go first here. So, yeah, he was back at practice today, so hopefully a little closer towards playing as he's been uh, injured for about a week or so. And Nugent Hopkins was, I, I got to be honest with you, I missed who won the fastest skater, but McDavid didn't go in it. Might have been Nima Linen, actually. It might have been Marcus Nima Linen. He went, Jan Mark went. I, gotta be, I was only half watching because I was talking to you guys. But hardest shots a little bit before. Oh, now Broberg's gone over to the bench. Oh, Hunter's going to take a hardest shot. That's why. Okay. Well, you know, it's uh, it's for fun when the mascot's coming out to take a shot. <laughs> you know, speak, speaking of fighting, there should be a big mascot Royal Rumble or something like that. That's that's something I would be interested in. Derek Scott back at the uh, 630 Shed Broadcasting Compound. Derek, how are things going tonight? Good. I am all for this mascot fight you're talking about. Yeah, we could probably arrange something. We were talking about wrestling earlier. Maybe WWE could do uh, Royal Rumble slash uh, mascot competition. Well, I think there's money in this. I, this I is think, a great idea. I think we just came up with another money-making idea. That, <laughs> I think you did, too. We'll be funding our retirements. And, of course, we'll share with the 14 listeners of the show. Of course. If we do actually get rich. Now, who so say say Hunter takes on one of the other mascots from one of the other teams. Who do you think he's got a, a, a good shot at? Uh, the big the bug from Columbus. The oh, bucket. yeah. Is that, is, don't they have a bug mascot? I'm uh, not even sure. I think so, and I don't think it has very long arms, so you're not going to have a whole lot of reach That's, there. That would be a huge <laughs> advantage. Right? Arm, arm length when the mascots take on each other. Arm length uh, and shoe size because nope. they're gigantic shoes on mascots. Sentimentally, I'd be pulling for Yuppie. Okay. He's now the mascot for the Canadians. Do you know what team he was the mascot for before? No. The Montreal Expos. Oh, okay. He's their mascot. Okay, now Broberg went 90 miles per hour on his first shot. It, oh. I would think somebody's going to get over 100 here. Wow. Usually you have to get high 90s or over. I think Lucic won this once in the past. I'm pretty sure Matt Benning won it once. But I, 90 in, in the uh, context of trying to win the hardest shot competition, that one is, is pretty low. Oh, his second one's 96.1. Okay. Oh, wow. That might have him in the mix there. Philip Broberg firing away. Okay, tell you what. Let's uh, take a quick time out here. We're going to try to connect with uh, with our guest. Uh, it's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Okay, Evan Bouchard just fired one at 96.9. Uh, Broberg at 96.1. Hardest shot competition here at the Oilers skills competition. Bouchard going in again. Uh, 96.8, almost exactly the same. Pretty good. Uh, and they put the Bush bomb graphic up on the scoreboard. So there you have that. Milestone tomorrow for a guy who's been an Oiler twice. Very popular member of the organization Sam Gagne now with the Jets he's going to play career game number 1000 
you know, I've had my ups and downs for sure. Um, you know, I think getting sent down by Vancouver uh, and then the following year uh, by Edmonton again, um, you know, you, you question uh, how your career is going to end up, but you just keep pushing along and keep trying to adjust to, you know, the, the modern game. Um, so, yeah, it certainly, um, you know, feels good to, to be able to, to get there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I still, you know, feel feel good. I want to help this team win, and, you know, that's kind of my focus. So um, I, I wasn't sure kind of where the number was going to end up. You just want to keep playing, and um, certainly to, uh, happy to, to get there. Well, and Gagne's having a pretty decent season with the Jets. We're having a good year uh, as a team. we got some injury woes right now, but, uh, I, I mean, Gagne... I remember when he was here the first time, there were, I, I know some listeners who really didn't like him and, and didn't see a lot of potential in him. And they were probably right to some degree because, uh, you know, he wasn't, I mean, probably more suited as a winger when he, when he was here with the Oilers. Had that incredible eight-point night that's going to, be one of the most famous moments. Let's face it, it's one of the most famous moments in Oilers franchise history, certainly in something that happened in the regular season. And that won him a lot of fans. He got traded away, and then, you know, he came back briefly a few years ago, and, and people were pretty happy to see him. But he just keeps plugging away, just absolutely keeps plugging away. So congratulations to Gagne reaching 1,000 games tomorrow night. Uh, Brett Kulak has uh, taken over the hardest shot lead, 97.7 miles per hour. Bush was uh, 96.9. So Kulak, I think one more uh, nurse just went. He got 93.5, I guess 93.3. Cody Cece's going to go. A little surprised Kulak jumped into the lead. I thought Bouchard was going to win this one when I saw him post that 96.9. But Kulak's got a 97.7. We'll uh, see what Cece's able to do here. Either he partially fanned on it or the gun misread it because it came up at 76.3, uh, well below the pace of his teammates. He's got another one coming. Uh, 80.8 for CC. Okay. So it looks like, I think that's it. Oh, there might be one more shooter still, but Kulak's got the lead. All right. Let's uh, go to the Certainty Hotline. He is the general manager, recently named general manager of the Edmonton Stingers, but of course, long associated with uh, basketball in Edmonton. He's uh, had a great playing career. He's going to be a great manager as well. Steve Sir checking in tonight. Steve, how are you doing? Reed, I'm good, man. How are you? I am doing very well. It is uh, it's really nice to talk to you. Always... Uh, you always have great stories and great perspective when you come on the show. So I'm going to start with something beside, before we get to the singers, the stinger stuff. Mm. Luka Doncic. Uh, the stat line doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, so what, what, it's a 60-20-10, right? 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. I'm surprised there's enough time in a game for a guy to do all that. <laughs> well... I mean, I don't even know where you really get started with that. It's it's such a bizarre stat line to see uh, in the modern game from a guard. Um, but we're, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna reach out to him, see if he's maybe available this summer if he wants to come up and play in Edmonton for the Stingers. You know, if uh, if he can repeat a performance like that or two. But it's uh, it's cool to see because I mean, for a guy like him, when you when you think back to 
what his start in the league was like and how there was that um, there was that thinking of like, well, you know, he's played in Europe and, you know, the NBA is going to be this and the NBA is going to be that. His usage rate is really high in the NBA, but his production rate is is exceptional. And it, it's it's exemplified in a performance like he had last night of showing what he's capable of. So I don't know. I mean, I think for, for basketball fans, it, it adds a lot of intrigue to the season of if guys are able to do this on any given night, you're probably going to have to watch just to see how they actually do it. Because I agree with you. Like, how do you even get that done in a 48-minute game? But he's he's had an incredible year. And he almost, you know, as, as big an accomplishment as he might have from one week, he almost one-ups himself uh, a week or two later. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was a close game, right? It was a five-point mm-hmm. overtime game. So I guess you get you get a little bit extra time. But I, I, there's probably, you know, because we, we do know that some athletes, Steve, tend to be pretty confident I'm sure <laughs> yeah guys, once in a while i'm sure once there are some nba players thinking well i had a 48 point game but my team was so far ahead i didn't play the last seven minutes right i could have right. had 60 right <laughs> sure yeah i mean i think what's interesting about a performance like last night it was, it was needed um that those are always the best the best ones to watch i think at high level basketball is when a guy has an incredible night stats wise but like you said it's in a close game so the, the baskets are actually important the stops are important the assists are important um those are always i mean like you said you you can have big games and you're checking out because the game's well out of reach but to have a guy be making big plays on the glass distributing hitting shots and they're all contributing to try and and, and find a way to win uh, that's when you know that it, it's a game worth watching, and that's also when you know that it's a player that's special because they're competing and they're giving you everything that they have to try to try and get the best result for the team. I want to ask you about the basketball culture when it comes to standing up for teammates or reacting to dirty plays. A lot mm. of Oilers fans unhappy with Mackenzie Weger last night. A lot of mm. discussion about the Oilers' toughness, lack of response to that. You know, do you serve it cold later? Should have somebody done something right away? I mean, clearly, mm-hmm. if you if you swing at somebody in basketball, you're out of the game, maybe suspended, maybe fined, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm not saying basketball can't get chippy. <laughs> you know, what, sure, what's, yeah. what's, what's the basketball culture if you feel a guy in your team or a star player is getting uh, roughed up a little bit? Well, it, it shifted over time. I think you know, there's a lot of people that are nostalgic for the 90s when it was the... New York Knicks, Miami Heat, New Chicago Bulls, when they would like actually really get hands on each other and and start throwing punches, it led to some pretty amazing YouTube videos. But you don't know if it was actually helping the game uh, be played at, at at the best level that it could be played at. I loved that era because that's what I grew up in, and uh, it was fun to watch from that end when it was you know that those one-offs that it was done in such a cinematic way with the nba now you see a lot of confrontations that are immediately broken up and then guys acting like they're trying to get to other players when they know full well they'll never get there um but i would say that you know there's a healthy respect for if guys are messing with your guys you still got to stand in there and do something and there's ways that you can get that done of you know you maybe set a screen with a little bit of extra something on it or you know you can say something to guys and, and get them a little off their game um I think at the end of it, though, in team sports, there's there should always be, and I do agree with this, you should always be looking out for your guys. And if people, you know, are going to try and take liberties with roughing up players to try and get in their head or get in, get them out of their game, 
then you do have to have players that will come across on the other side and stick up for them and get back at them in ways that they could. Not to endorse the idea that anyone should ever try and hurt somebody, but at the same time, though, if you're not going to do that, then someone's just going to keep taking liberties until it does get out of control and you do have some sort of big confrontation. So I've always been of the mind, like I've been tossed from, I don't know, I think maybe one game where I raced in there and stood up for a teammate and someone grabbed me around the throat, but it was maybe that's a story for another time. But I, I knew at the I knew at the time it was the right thing because as long as you're not coming in with fists going crazy, you got to stand up for your guys. And you got to make sure that you know that uh, that they have their that you have their back, and that goes a long way. Not just of establishing, I think, good team culture, but it trickles to the locker room, trickles to practice, and it lets everybody know that, like, if push comes to shove, you're you're gonna you're gonna be there for them. Steve Sir joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Now the general manager of the Edmonton Stingers of the CEBL. Uh, the Stingers have been a great story. I mean, a couple of titles. Xavier Moon, a star player. Uh, Jordan Baker's played for the BC. He's now going to be the coach. But give me your perspective here of taking this position. And um, the, the, I guess the challenges, and I do think the CEBL has done a great job of sort of finding a niche and getting players to come here. But tell me a little bit about the challenges of building this roster, you know, in, the, in this environment of, of the CEBL and, and, you know, finding the Xavier Moons of the world. Well, I mean, Xavier's the best story you could ever tell for a league like the CBL that's it's still as young as it is and has done a great job. But, I mean, you know, had its inaugural year and then with COVID uh, bearing down on it the very next, I, I can't state enough how impressed I've been with how the CBL has maneuvered that gigantic landmine and still been able to function and, and push forward and, and put a quality product out there and have the talent level from year to year to continue to rise. Uh, but Edmonton's been fortunate. I mean, Xavier's the best player that the league has ever known. And he was the best story that could be told also with that because he didn't come in as the guy that everyone was expecting to get called up to the Los Angeles Clippers just a few years later. But, you know, I, I think it's something that I like to say, and it's, it's what's going to tie into hopefully this year is what Xavier did better than everybody was the big time was where he was at. He showed up and he worked and he bettered himself. And then whatever came in the fall and the winter, that's where the big time was too. And he came back to Edmonton and that's where the big time was. And he pushed and worked and he was rewarded as being the MVP. And he was acknowledged for all his hard work and got all the fun stuff. But I think what a lot of people you know, wouldn't have saw was, you know, he never skipped a workout. He was always there working with coaches, getting extra shots up, always making sure he was pushing himself as a player. And those are the kind of guys that we want in Edmonton. Now, whether or not that means that it's going to be another version of Xavier Moon, or if it's going to be, you know, someone at a forward spot or a big guy or another guard, we want guys that are going to come to the CEBL that are going to treat this as the big time because it's an opportunity for them to play basketball professionally. It's an opportunity to, to play with in a great country. It's an opportunity to play in a continuing, expanding, and growing league that's, that's really established itself as, as a premier destination for the summer months. And that's what we want. I mean, in Edmonton, that's, that's what led to success. And we want to make sure that we have a team this season that's going to continue to do that. And, you know, hopefully we can have guys that are as dynamic and as versatile and as entertaining as Xavier. But I think that's what inspires viewers and that's what attracts people to come to games is guys that give the best of themselves and are passionate for where they're playing. Not about what the next step is, but where they are in that moment. So that's what we're going to try and do. And I'm excited to be a part of that. And um, I'm anxious to, to, to see who we can bring in that uh, get the Edmonton fans excited the same way Xavier did.
Steve, I, I wanted to ask you about your 3x3 stuff, but we're into the last uh, 80 seconds of the show. So can you give me just uh, a minute on, on Jordan Baker? I mean, Edmonton legend, player, coach, uh, what it means to have him take over as head coach. I think it's a great opportunity for Jordan. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and proud to work with the guy. Uh, we've had a good relationship through 3x3, and I think everybody knows what he was capable of as a player. For my money, he was the best Canadian that's played in the league thus far. So that's a big hole to fill when you have to replace uh, uh, replace the guy that moves into the coaching position. But I'm excited for him. It's a great opportunity. Uh, and I'm excited to work with him to, to build a team and put it out there. And um, yeah, I can't just wait to see what he does because he's uh, – I think he's ready for this and he's 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 humble he's he's eager and he's going to work really hard and i think he has all the makings of being a great coach just as he was a great player is it up to 10 teams now cbl yeah it is with uh, calgary and, and winnipeg being added yep 10 so teams now, so now we got a battle of alberta and cbl too that's awesome okay i think so i mean it should add good intrigue and it should get people excited and and you know hopefully it it turns into another great uh interprovince rivalry that we can that we can have fun with Steve, uh, we got to do this again because I always love having you on. Congratulations on the new gig. All the best with the Stingers. Thanks a lot, Reed. As always, happy holidays, man. Steve, sir, GM of your Edmonton Stingers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Okay, uh, I got to wrap it up here. They're doing the uh, the the passing and stick handling relay. I don't even know oh, the skills challenge relay. That's what it's called here. And then I think the dogs are going to be on the ice for the Oilers next. Uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. That was a fun show. Appreciate the discussion. Good to have Jody Shelley on. Stoff has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from six to eight. Kelly Rudy is going to be one of my guests. Thanks to Derek Scott, our studio producer, Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.